Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. Wait, is there a full moon out tonight? <laughs> oh no, I'm turning! There isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Michael I'm G- back! Michael Jackson's thriller? <laughs> Poor taste. <laughs> and you can't keep me down. You can't keep them down. I think there is a full moon tonight, by the way. Like, yeah, if you didn't, there, if you didn't know. There was oh, one okay. last night, so I'm assuming there's going to be one tonight, too. I don't so, care. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, oh, there's a full moon tonight? Yeah, I don't care. By the way, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That's when witches. No, I do like. I do when, like full moon. That's when so. witches do their thing. Right? Is that when they do it? I don't that's when know, witches maybe. get into it. Okay, I don't cool. care. Yeah. I love me some witches. I love me some witches. <laughs> when they so. Oh man. So, oh, we got Nick and Ryan tripod back together, and she was. An American girl <laughs> who puts the lotion in the basket. Oh, or else she gets the hose. She's a fighter. She's, she's a, fighter. a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we're doing Silence of the Lambs today. So. The silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Big Can finally, you hear them screaming? Finally. Yeah, Can you hear the lambs screaming? <laughs> finally a good movie, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah finally. Yeah, yeah. finally I know, right? I know and whose choice, say. right? Who brings, who brings the power? Who brings the depth? Ryan. Who brings the Oscars? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I like the last movie. So. <laughs> you were the only one. I was the only one. So, as always, we'll start off with a little bit of movie news. So, uh, big one. We got to talk about the Batman, right? Robert Pattinson. We're contractually Batman. obligated so, to talk yeah, about the Batman. So, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. I kind of oh, like it. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. it. She's got like an Eartha Kit kind of sultriness to her. Uh, I, I'm into it. So. You know? Apparently, this she's is her... a little bit like um, emo for me. Like I watch Big Little yeah. Lies and stuff. Like I don't know that she's gonna give it like the well, Michelle Pfeiffer. The last time kind of, I saw her was in. Uh, it's kind of a funny story because mm-hmm. I have yeah, 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 yeah. actually uh, she's in the Lego Batman movie because she plays I think Catwoman in that oh is that right she's the voice of Catwoman I think, in that? and all she does is meow apparently in that movie interesting so hopefully interesting. that's how it is in this movie too I would like them to go that route where she just I, meows nonstop. I remember thinking Anne Hathaway was going to be terrible and I was okay with her oh yeah she, so, was, she was Catwoman I was like, well, wow how forgettable I thought she was going to be Harley Quinn and then like before we figured anything oh, out I, I always just like Anne Hathaway I think she's great yeah there's a correlation with Anne Hathaway uh uh Hopkins wins best best actor for 16 minutes of screen time Anne Hathaway 15 minutes of screen time Les Mis won best supporting mm, actor. Oh, yeah, so, which I remember oh, thinking God, it was weird that, that she was nominated because she was barely in it she sings the one song they shave her head the and then she yeah. then yeah. she dies or something yeah, it's a rough ride. so yeah. yeah Russell Crowe that was a <laughs> commit suicide and he that like was a rough that's in a, theater it's a weird death scene because yeah. he just like jumps off a ledge and you see him like hit this like fountain me? And it just they yeah. had such a sound effect to it too. <laughs> Me and Russell like, Crowe, not the greatest singers in the world. Probably shouldn't Crow. be in musicals. What about Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman loves the right. Oh, yeah, so. I, like I haven't uh, I haven't seen the world's greatest Jean showman. Jean. Yeah, so the, I heard that was I heard the greatest showman is actually yeah, really good. I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, I know it was on <laughs> HBO, but yeah, I, I just never caught it. I never caught it when it was on The weird thing is like I remember seeing PT Barnum or whatever, the play was in person, back in my youth and junior actor singers shouts. so they like really mess up the story quite a bit in that movie. But the music is really, really well done, and the dance sequences are really cool. So I liked it. Okay, it did really well right. too. It made a ton of cash. Yeah, I'll that check was it out uh, these Jackman's days, so. passion project. That's got uh, Efron in it too. Yep, Zac Efron and... and Zendaya. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, a few other folks. There, uh, Michelle Williams, I think, is in it. There's a lot of songs in that uh, musical that appear whenever I do karaoke with friends. <laughs> really, the Greatest Showman yeah. shows up at karaoke. Wow. Yeah, yeah, here and there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So other Batman news. Uh, Paul Dano as Riddler. 
So, really? so yeah, so apparently it's confirmed serious? right now. Man, so, uh, I did not see that. Yeah, Dang, it was, I feel like we're in the zeitgeist. Yeah, wow. we were, we were just <laughs> talking about him yeah. uh, yesterday. What movie were we talking about him for? Uh, I can't he, remember. Swiss, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Yes. That's right. I like him yeah, in the, uh, I he's forget also, that Beach Boys movie that yeah. he's in where he plays young Brian Wilson. He's also in the uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. There Will Be Blood. So there he's in so There Will Be Blood. Cowboys and Aliens. He's in that too. He's in Looper. Yeah, so. He's a good so character guy, and I think he can, be, he can do creepy, so I like yeah, that. Yeah, so because apparently, like, Jonah Hill... wears the green hat. Oh, yeah, you got it. Put him in suit. something put nice. Him in suit. Yeah, put him I in want the good. animated series Riddler, or something close to that. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. You need to give him the, the Not, question mark I don't want the Jim Carrey leotard. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember that old uh, infomercial of that guy in the exclamation point suit? No. Nope. No, and he, <laughs> he was talking about how to get money from the government. You don't remember no, that? No, I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah, so. well, only producer Ryan. <laughs> what doesn't watch movies but remembers every commercial. Let ever. me try googling it real quick. So. <laughs> yeah, if you if you is guys it like remember the Riddler that, Kane with the question mark? No, no, it's just this guy trying to sell his book of how to get free money from the government. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, there are all these weird bureaucracy rules, and you can take advantage of exactly. Them. Yeah, yeah and I he's wearing that. this suit of just exclamation points, and it reminded me all the time of the Riddler. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't remember this guy, but I guess Matthew Lesk. Was yeah, oh, Matthew so, Lesko. Matthew yeah. Lesko. Yeah. 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 So, hey. Question mark two is what That is wearing. obscure. If you guys remember that, <laughs> tweet at us, rate us, and put, I remember Matthew Lesko. <laughs> I remember the question mark guy. He could have been, you know, <laughs> looking at him. Yeah, that's that's not a bad yeah, trailer, that's a but, uh So Jonah Hill, I guess, he was in the running for it, and there was, like, dispute over his salary, and he was either going oh, that's for what it was? yeah so he was either going for either penguin or riddler that was like the mm, the rumor okay. but there was a dispute over side apparently wanted like 10 million dollars uh to do this movie that sounds reasonable. Wow. yeah well i mean uh, i think robert pattinson's getting like less than five or something like that because he's robert so, pattinson that man, <laughs> this is, a big that man is edward so in the, in the sequel he'll get like 20 so what's he complaining about? yeah i guess that's true yeah. he'll be batman so um you gotta so, pay your dues if you gotta show us you can be bruce wayne and batman nick first. you're looking way too far in the future is there gonna be a sequel yeah, to this sequel? movie no. yeah <laughs> there definitely will be you gotta make a good movie first be, so yeah. <laughs> i don't want this movie at all <laughs> yeah so, i want batman beyond with michael keaton coming that would be nice yeah <laughs> there, there's always art I'm saying of that too as Keaton as your never as in your Batman suit yeah. I just suit, want Batman so. Beyond please just bring it okay bring so it, it would be interesting so run, us, cool run this it. down we have confirmed Zoe Kravitz we have confirmed Paul Dano as the Riddler Kravitz as Catwoman is there gonna be a penguin in it uh, no idea so, so I mean I'm right? assuming there's a penguin because we've heard that there's gonna be like five or seven Which villains in this so. so so I mean we don't know who else is there, who else is gonna be in it but... I don't believe that we've ever really gotten a really good Riddler story in a Batman film yeah Batman Forever was uh, he shared the screen with Two Face and it was a little yeah. bit goofy. I didn't yeah. I didn't really like it. We could use like a, a Riddler centric Batman story, right? In one of those, uh, what is the Arkham? Uh, what is that video game? The oh, it's all Telltale, Telltale, which is like a really slow video game. It's more like a choose your own adventure book that yes, you play yes. on the PlayStation. There's a cool Riddler story in there. I hope they do something like that where you get like a really interesting Riddler story. And I agree, especially if they're going to do world's greatest detective batman yeah, yeah that's to, a good person yeah to, we need a villain you know, that can match his check wit the clues and logic and, yeah, yeah that'd uh -huh. be awesome and but, have but crazy you'll, riddles you'll, <laughs> you'll oversaturate it if you give us a penguin and a bunch of other you know another yeah. joker or whatever they're gonna do put it so. put a cap on it you know what i mean if you're gonna have lower levels
level guys, then, you know, that makes sense if you're going to have the lower grunt people in there. But I mean, because Jonah Hill was going to be Penguin. Now he's out. Seth Rogen apparently was in talks to be it, too. But he's out of it right now. Those two so can't really just, it would be. Yeah. So I've never seen them. That just like, sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. And that's why, too. I'm just like, well, I don't know how I feel about Jonah Hill or even, you know, Jonah Hill was in the Lego it, Batman so. movie, too, wasn't he? Was he? I think he was. As who? I don't even I know. I can't remember. Who, so. oh, <laughs> oh, no. It's Michael Sarah's Robin, right? Michael Sarah is Robin. Okay. I think Jonah yeah, Hill's right. in there somewhere. I can't he remember who he is. Michael Superman or something. Why does the Lego movie have to be the prerequisite for it to be you know what? Batman? I'll tell you. The Lego movie is good. I bet you anything, the Lego Batman movie is going to be better than this Batman movie. The Lego Batman movie <laughs> yeah. is pretty good. It's pretty so. solid. Well, well, Arnett, what is Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah, yeah. Man, Will Arnett. Yeah. Development. If they casted him as Batman, I would I'd definitely be okay with watch that. that. I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> I actually want to give Robert Pattinson a little bit of credit. I do yeah. think it, he, it's kind of subversive. He's kind of dark. I think he could do this. Yeah, I, think I just don't too. trust Matt Reeves, and I don't like what I've heard so far. You don't. You never want to oversaturate, especially in the first one. Don't cram a bunch of shit in there. Suicide Squad has learned this lesson. The Shoemaker Batman movie, <laughs> uh, movies should have learned that we need to learn lessons. But Ryan, being the representation of the general public, the only thing that I can think of Robert Pattinson being in is Twilight. Can you tell me other movies that he's been in that was good? Or yeah, what? Harry the Potter. Ro- he was rover. in the Goblet of Fire. Was he in the Goblet yeah, of Fire? Yeah, he plays Cedric Diggory. So. Co- Cosmopolis or whatever. That was a pretty Tyler, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's done some, he's in a bunch of bunch indie of movies. Indie movies. Yeah, yeah, that's all he's been doing lately. It's yeah. just a whole bunch of indie movies. Damage control, as I like to call it. So, <laughs> But I think he'll be good as Batman. I, I like the lineup. I don't know how I feel about Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I mean, sure, fine. Why not? Yeah, I'm not, you know I'm I mean? not like but jumping up and down, but I'm I'd like, like to see I like Lenny actress, Kravitz so. as Catwoman. Now, that's something I can get behind. So. <laughs> is, is there somebody else you would prefer as Catwoman off the top of your head? Oh, off the top of my head? No idea. I'd have to look into it a little bit more and see you know, who it is. Yeah. Halle Berry again, I guess. Honestly, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why Catwoman is in it. Why do we have to have Catwoman in it at all? Yeah. That's what I would say. So, I mean, the rumor is it takes place around uh, the long Halloween, which I haven't read that comic mm, book, okay. but apparently that's what this movie is going to center around is off the graphic novel, the long Halloween. So, okay. all right. Um, yeah, we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it in theaters. I want it to I'll do good. It. They're gonna get my money, of course. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> gonna get the money from it. But will they? You know, I mean, will it be a critic success? Are fans gonna like it? So, because everybody's still talking about the Snyder Cut and how they want the Snyder Cut. And, I want the Snyder know, Cut. Every- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever movie you're pouring into the pre-development of this film, just give to Zack Snyder and give us the Snyder yeah, Cut. Let's just, just get that out. Yeah, of the way. just get it out there. Let's see if he. Let's 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 actually. Too, there's too see. many damn Batman's. It's got, just so we're oversaturated. <laughs> yeah, so let's. Uh, that'd be nice just to see the Snyder Cut to see like what actually is and isn't, isn't it? And see like how much was he lying about just he everything about and everything. Just, you know, talking just out of his ass. And so, I mean, no, that, that the Snyder Cut is locked away, man. We'll never see it. It's we'll too good. It. It's never too good it. for yeah. theaters. It's too good. Just so. like uh, what was the Irishman? Yeah, the Irishman. <laughs> We're going to see it. We're going to see the Irishman. We're going to see the Irishman. So, oh man. But uh, other movies I got, other, other movie news I have is. Terminator Dark Fate will be rated R, so which I'm okay with. That's fine. That's fine. You know, I'll see that. They're going to get my money too. I'll be there for that one. They're starting to get a little bit more buzz around this movie. The trailers Um, have got. They look a little better to me, and I think it. I think it looks interesting. They definitely don't look bad. I'm. I'm curious as to. Do you know when it's coming out? I will have to look that. It's November 18th, off top of my head. Oh, so it's coming out pretty soon. Pretty soon. I know. Yeah, more trailers. I'm just waiting for the trailer where they just spoil everything. You know, just (laughs) because they've done it forever since like a week before the movie. Yeah, right. Like here's a trailer, and it's going to be like on a YouTube ad where like you can't skip it you yeah, have to watch yeah. like the november, full 10 november 1st 
How about oh, that? shoot. Coming real soon. Oh, okay. wow. That's really soon. 14 so. days, 7 hours, 24 minutes, and 32 seconds. <laughs> As of right now. <laughs> As of right now. So um, other movie news I got, I think we talked a little bit about it, but uh, I guess the Craft reboot has cast David this Duchovny. This is weird. So. Really? And He's the big says, name in the Craft uh, reboot? That's weird. Un- unidentified role right now. So we don't know. Probably teacher, I guess. So yeah. principal. Creepy warlock. Principal who has sex with students. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's right up his alley. <laughs> I thought you were going to. Classic David Duchovny. Classic David Duchovny. I thought you were going to go with the bit unidentified flying object at that moment oh but. yeah <laughs> that would be good an identified flying on <laughs> that'd be hilarious so wait, David okay company as an identified flying object so the craft that was the cover for uh Nip that Campbell. was the pre that was the original covenant basically okay. if, if anybody remembers pre- that 2000 covenant, yeah the craft spawned the covenant and i yeah, I mean, it's not, they're not connected in any way. And for those of you who don't know, The Covenant is like a 2005 movie, which is like an all male version Pretty of like The Craft. craft. Really bad. But yeah, it, it so. centers around The Craft a group was 96, but right? it was a big yeah. deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the craft, the craft is centered around uh, witches. It has, uh, what's her name? Faruza Balk, Nev Campbell, Robert Tunney. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the yep. three of them. Who's mm-hmm. the main one? I think Robin Tunney is the main one, but Nev Campbell is, is plays in? like the new, the new. Yeah, Nev, the, that was like one of Nev Campbell's like very first roles, Breakout I think, roles. too. Yeah, but I like so. Faruza Balk, who's really, really good in it. She was in The Water Boy. She was in. Yes, <laughs> she's <laughs> like the dark yeah. kind of like uh, sort of emo one. I, I'd like I to see her else. make a cameo. And uh, your in buddy this, Skeet so. Ulrich from Scream is in it too. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's not the greatest so. part, but he's in there. He I feel like the. There's the, no main the guy in the old one that I recall. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. The, well, maybe he's just like an ancillary character. Maybe he's just in the background somewhere. I just uh, thought, like, I, I saw David Duchovny's name on the movie news, and I was like, oh, cool, something for you him. You got to put him as a principal. And then I was like, he's, he's in the going to be a teacher principal Yeah, I thought, like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be something cool. Yeah, like X-Files 3 or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe he's a witch hunter. I, I feel like the craft, though, is a formula for a good movie. Was the original craft a good movie? I uh, thought it was pretty good. It's cool, not bad. Cool classic. It's definitely yeah, not cool bad. I think if you haven't watched it, it's worth the watch at least once. It's it's, it's girls in the Catholic school uniform doing witchcraft. Yeah. I mean, and it's, just a, like it's a solid. Heavy it's as a solid board. What, what, what's the thing they do at sleepovers? Lie as a feather, heavy as a board. Or what is it? Stiff as no a board, lie as a feather. I don't know what it's you're what girls sleepovers do. They they do witchcraft at girls sleepovers. <laughs> How do you know what so. girls sleepovers? Do? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I'm talking quick. That's what they would do. So uh, I think that's actually a scene in the movie. Where they're just like light as a feather, stiff as a board, and then one of them actually starts floating up in the air and everything oh, so okay so all I think, right i think that might have been I don't know. what like I know. we've gone off the rails yet again yeah. kind of jogging my memory yeah. <laughs> I, only, <laughs> I, only, I only know girl sleepovers from you know 90s movies that's it so they might have changed in years 100 so. accurate 100 percent accurate and peeping in through windows from trees <laughs> yeah exactly yes <laughs> tyler follows <laughs> exactly so oh man uh that's all i got for movie news right now you guys got anything nobody you nobody right saw now? the dr Doolittle trailer for uh, robert Downey jr it's a weird trailer oh, wow. i didn't love it it's out so after the pod uh check it out that's uh robert danny jr playing Doolittle. it's a period piece which i didn't anticipate a period really piece. like yeah, what a year? lot of famous i don't know what year, 1996 like 18, 1890s <laughs> something like that it's kind of weird it's kind of like sherlock holmes timey uh and he's got like the long hair kind of like sherlock holmes and there's a lot of famous people as the voices of the animals I was kind of taken aback by the trailer. I didn't think it was super. I thought it was a little bit weird, mm, but I'm okay. down for Robert Downey Jr. Something other than Iron Man. So now are I'm they happy are they it. just using the voices or are they going to CG the face oh, they, into the animal? I, I watched the trailer. They're they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna get the actual actor. They're gonna put you know you, you ever, have costume. you ever seen Wilfred? Have you ever seen Wilfred? <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great show, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so good. Have you ever seen Wilfred? No, no I have not. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> 
Wilfred, it's actually a very, very good show. It's it's well worth Super a watch. Um, okay. It was on FX. It has Elijah Wood in it. Mm-hmm. And the very first episode kind of takes place. Is it place. a guy in a fursuit? That yes. Is, that is correct. Oh, okay. So it's where yes. Elijah Wood, he he tries to kill himself, apparently. And then, like, his neighbor comes next door when after a failed, like, suicide attempt. And she's like, can you watch my dog real quick? And she has to run and do something. And then... He, the dog comes up and it's this guy in a in a fursuit. And so <laughs> okay. and that's how he sees Wilfred. Everyone else sees Wilfred as a dog, but that's how he sees that's Wilfred. Very good show. I really it's liked fun. it. I really so. like it. I didn't okay. stay with it, but I liked it. Yeah, it really so. good. It's one of the better performances for a I, I stayed with it till the end. So Did you all yeah, and I really okay, like the ending. Two too. seasons? Two or three seasons. Three, I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to revisit it. So um any other movie news you guys want to throw in there? It was mm. interesting to see that Neil Patrick Harris was cast in the ambitious Matrix. I 4. saw that. Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith confirmed. Yeah. So I was still what? waiting for word on Lawrence Fishburne now. <laughs> yeah. So but they're they're building back. a cast there that I think is at least interesting. So what about Tank? Looking... You think Tank's gonna come back? Yeah, I, I don't know his real name, but yep, yeah. <laughs> so and then of course, uh, rest in peace, Robert Forrester from El Camino. Yes. We're gonna talk about that probably later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later for sure. But it was so weird to see him. Like I saw I watched yeah. it the same day the news came out, and it was okay. Not knowing, great not knowing the cast, who and besides Neo, who would you be upset if they recasted? You can't recast Morpheus. You can't. No, you got to bring him back. I mean, somehow. if you're gonna go younger, younger makes sense. Be, but yeah. By the he, way, uh, Lawrence Fishburne played Jack Crawford in the TV show. Uh, which we'll talk about later. Oh, the and, FBI and, guy the Han- and, uh, and Hannibal? And Hannibal? Uh, no, and, uh, yeah, the Hannibal show. Oh, okay. Magic yeah. Michael. Right. Check that one out. So. You did a good job. I like that. So uh, you got any more movies you guys want to throw uh, in there? Or? There was this weird thing, and, and we talked about it, I think it was last week or the week after. I don't listen to you guys. But when we had to pick our favorite show on a desert island or whatever, oh, uh, and I said Friends, right? Memory, memory. Memory. Yeah, yeah wipe, okay, wipe so, from Oh, yeah, if you yeah. wipe your memory and yeah. start from... And I thought, you you picked a comedy, and I was going to change it, be something dramatic. But I went with a comedy, and I went with Friends because of how much fun I had, especially those first seasons. Well, initially we were saying they don't like each other. They're not going to do a reunion. It's building steam. Jennifer Aniston, I think on Instagram, she finally joined Instagram and put a post of all of them together. Really? They're really building up this sort of rumor mill that something is going to happen. I don't know if it's a Netflix movie or if it's like a, a series arc. You know, that would be interesting. Or... They just did a Netflix movie. I would definitely movie. watch yeah, that. that. I'm looking for the movie so. or, or just like a, a four episode miniseries, whatever they want to do. Yeah. I'm in for. Just so. kind of see where these characters have been the past. You they know, all look happy. Years, Actually, they so. all look pretty good. If you check it out on Instagram, on Jennifer Aniston's uh, whatever her link is. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. actors. So they look, they have yeah, to... they look good. <laughs> Mar- Mar- They've Mar- been Mar- faking it for good, years. So. So. <laughs> I got room in my life. They're rebooting everything else. Might as well do something cool. Yeah, like I'm okay with add on to so. it. So I was happy to see that. All right. I got one last bit of movie news, I guess, if you could call it that. Then we'll move on into it. All right. Um, so this is just kind of a headline from Screen Rant where it's former Gambit director doesn't think the movie will ever actually get made. No shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like... <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> you mean that movie that's been in production hell for for like five or seven <laughs> years. I can't remember. It's been a long time. They've been trying yeah. to get this Gambit movie I, off the floor. I've been trying time. to get this Gambit yeah. movie off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Give 20 bucks to Channing Tatum. Will you do this? Like, Channing Tatum no. and Taylor Kitsch just need to go in a ring, hash it out, and whoever comes out alive uh, gets to be Gambit. I'd rather see Channing Tatum than Taylor Kitsch. I'm Taylor Kitsch. I'm really? Taylor Kitsch. Me and producer Ryan like that Wolverine movie. You do. I mean, I like to make fun of it. But, <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, kind of side tangent, I think I guessed the uh, plot or twist in New Mutants, even though we'll probably never see oh, it again. No. <laughs> do you want to hear what I think the plot or twist sure. is going to be okay. so, real right. quick? So uh, it takes place around where like these mutants, they're in, uh, I guess you could say, like a haunted uh, somewhat hospital. Okay. And so like right, that, right. if you watch the trailer, which the trailer came out like two years ago, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's that's what it centers around. So one of the main characters in there in there is Daniel Moonstar. 
And okay. her power is that she can bring your fears basically into real life. Mm. And so they actually did an episode about it once in X-Men Evolution. You know, oh, that show that you okay. hate, but I was young <laughs> enough to watch it because I was the right demographic for it. And so... And the wrong. Yeah, and the wrong demographic. And yeah, so actually, you, I really like X-Men Evolution. You grew up Evolution. at a poor time. Yeah. <laughs> I still watch the... X-Men the, before uh, that X-Men was the good X-Men. Oh, yeah. You totally missed out was. Speaking of, I'll have to play you guys that later. But uh, <laughs> so, but that's what I think the, the plot or the twist is going to be, that it's one of the mutant's powers that's doing, that's causing the haunted stuff happening at the hospital, which, you know, uh, Oh, Tyler, we'll never get that movie. It's got Antonio Banderas gonna... in it. You know what I mean? It's got oh, uh, a girl has no name in it. So it's got Arya Stark. And we'll never, you know what I mean? We'll never. We'll never Man, I don't. Well, I think it. we will see it. I just don't. We'll probably see it like on a streaming service somewhere. Maybe. Somewhere along the way. I don't know. Honestly, Tyler, that sounds really cool. And if you're right, I'm going to be so pissed off at you. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really not. It's, only, it's not going to matter that much. Even the one we actually get to see will be so, like, edited and destroyed. that Yeah, it won't they, yeah, yeah. they haven't reshot anything, but they're, like, re-editing It won't have any continuity. I, any I want to see the original stuff with it. So, yeah. but... Uh, Kind of one little last bit of tangent, and then I'm, we'll move on. But uh, apparently, this one guy is actually suing. I think uh, whoever owns Fox now, Warner Brothers, not Warner Brothers, sorry, Disney. Okay, but, you know, for the uh, theme song in the X Men animated uh, version, the '90s one, oh, and how an it's awesome a rip off. Really like that. How it's song. a rip off from a. I think it is Turkish, like a Turkish TV show that came out like I think five or ten really? years. Really, it does have like a Persian and, vibe to it. And so, I was, yeah, I, what I recall so, of it, it kind of has that. Cool... I've listened to both versions. I'll have to play it for you guys later because okay, you know, yeah, if like, I bring yeah. it up now, the audio is going to sound so bad. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but uh, there's some pretty decent similarities to it. Uh, there's like, actually, uh, <laughs> I'll add. It in post. You want to add it it's in post? Be right yeah. here. Like Like under pressure and ice ice baby, it's that close. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty close. Like there's some of it where you're just like, okay, all right, I don't really see what he's what he's what this person's going after, what they're talking about, and then you hear it and you're just like, oh, there it is. Right. And okay. so, yeah, so there it is. But and I like that theme. Song. Interesting. It's a good now, theme song. The guy so. that is suing, what does he own the rights to this Turkish uh, song? Or so, is he the creator of that? So I heard this from another podcast that I listen to a lot, The Weekly Planet, mm. and so. Um, and this is where I heard that story from. This is where they played it off. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that sounds pretty similar. And basically, I believe how the story went is that this guy actually inherited the rights from whoever developed that at first. And so, and he's suing apparently Disney for a bunch of money because he's saying that's why X-Men or Marvel has been so success successful is based off solely off that theme song, which is oh, a really song. good theme song. But still, I totally you know, agree intro, with that. So. Just that song. That's <laughs> yeah. the only reason. Morph dies in the first episode. Well, those, yeah, those are the best costumes too yeah. in the animated series. Those costumes are my favorite for the X-Men. Oh, yeah. man. That blue, yellow. Agreed. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. It looks yeah. so good. They, they just cool. don't do that in the movies. They never do. You can't capture that. It doesn't translate to real life. 
life that well. They never do. So we're we're gonna have to have another X Men episode yeah, one of these we days. Definitely so have I, to. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna move on. So today we're doing Silence of the Lambs. The so. Silence of the Lambs. Nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. I feel so. like it's uh, it really hasn't aged all that much, and the stuff that's really really aged in it, like the phones and stuff like that. Yeah. It kind of plays into it. It feels more and like you yeah. lean in, yeah. and it's kind of cool. It does feel like a period piece. Yeah, it does. Yeah, now. yeah it does. <laughs> but in a good but way, not like that. in a bad way. I think, yeah. So. But uh, what's your hot take on it, Ryan? Well, audience members, have the lambs stopped screaming? <laughs> that's Morgan Freeman with the doing Hannibal. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Morgan Freeman. Doing it was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, one uh, of the few people not me, uh, rumored to be cast in this movie. <laughs> how do I do? Uh, how do I? How did he sound? Clarice. 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 I can't do it. I. My apologies, Anthony Hopkins. I can never be you. Yeah. He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he knows, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's he good. doesn't care. Yeah, so. he's, he's swimming in money. He doesn't care. He, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, were the, what were the numbers like for you? All right, let's talk about the numbers yeah. in this one. I was somewhat fascinated because I didn't remember exactly how well it did. Obviously, critical success. Obviously, Oscars, for those who don't remember. Um, but numbers-wise, it came out you know, surprisingly so, well for what it is. Now, yeah. there is a debate over whether it's a horror movie or just a thriller or just a psychological. You can classify it a lot of different ways. Right. Producer Ryan and I watched this one together. He votes horror movie, right? Yeah. Okay. I got horror I movie. For a horror I, movie. Tyler? I want to give it... Can I give it you a horror be a thriller? thriller? Yeah, I want to. I kind of want to give yeah. it to yeah. both. But I think there's thriller. enough yeah. more to, to support the whole people who yeah. want to call it. A but I don't know movie, if right? I want to call it where like gore is the defining thing. You know, no, horror I agree. Movie, it's not. But, but there's you know enough I mean? in there. So, yeah. like, just for example, like The Conjuring has like no gore at mm-hmm. all. But of course, that has a supernatural element to it. Yeah. But yeah. I guess you could say like with Hannibal himself because he's you know serial killer. I guess you could say you know what I mean slasher somewhat, but not there's multiple killers in this movie. You always forget that too. Again, only 16 minutes of screen time for Hannibal. He is not the villain of this movie. There's a different guy who's the yeah. villain of this movie. So that's true. But <laughs> he just he just owns it. He makes know? a very big impact yeah. in it yes, too. Yes. But okay, but well, let's go yeah. over the budget. So the budget for this movie, this is Jonathan Demi who did this movie. He really didn't do a lot of other great, great movies. He eventually went on to do Philadelphia, the Tom okay. Hanks movie, which I thought was really, okay. really good All with right. our buddy Denzel. He did uh something wild in '86, a movie I like with Melanie Griffith and and one of my favorites, Jeff Daniels. And then he made Beloved with um Danny Glover and Oprah Winfrey too. So other than that, this is pretty much it. This is the pinnacle that lightning in a bottle that Tyler mm. always talks about. Yeah. $19 million budget. Uh, there was a lot of uh, buzz about the Thomas Harris book. Gene Hackman wanted to buy, bought the rights initially, tried to get it off the ground. Gene Hackman was going to be the Jack Crawford in this movie. Uh, the book I could see out, that. Which I could yeah, see I too. Could yeah, see I could see that too. Yeah, so. But something happened. Orion, uh, which is now defunct, ended up buying the rights and it was recasted. And we'll talk about the casting what ifs down the road. But again, with that $19 million budget, it opened to about $13 million on opening weekend. I think it opened second to a different film. Um, and it was a slow burn, a little bit, not quite as aggressive as Shawshank, but week after week after week, it just kept pumping double-digit mm, uh, weekends, mm. double-digit weekends, and finished with $130 million uh, domestically, 142 foreign for a 272 overall in 1991. Wow. And on the, a $19 million yeah, budget. And, and think too, about so. inflation, too. So in 1991, it was a top five movie, right? Number one, you want to guess? 91? Oh, 1990? I don't know. Your buddy James Cameron, Terminator 2, right? Oh, 204 wow. million right, was the number one right. movie. So just think about the numbers. Like, it's different than what it is now with the IMAX screens and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was two with 165. Beauty and the Beast was 145. Um, Silence of the Lambs was 130. And then City Slickers right behind it at 124. Okay. So it was a legit success for that. Uh, for that particular yeah, year. Yeah. 
So, and it's rare, we know, because uh, you guys are horror fans, and I'm definitely a thriller, definitely like a psych- psychological neo-noir thriller kind of uh, fan. These movies don't often do well. Even movies we love, love, like Zodiac, don't make a profit. Mm. Right. So, it's weird that one actually does as well as it does. Seven was another one that actually But they stand the test profit. of time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they, they typically yeah, do. They definitely so. do. Yeah. So, and, and just to recoup on that, the critics, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, just crazy uh 95% audience wow 85% on Metacritic it's obviously it's in the vault we'll talk about all that stuff it's uh it's in the National Film Review uh Library of Congress all that stuff it's it's generally considered the greatest horror movie of all time for those who classify it that way Mm -hmm. and the best psychological thriller of all time Mm. for those who classify it I disagree with that to a certain extent but obviously I love this movie so so those are the numbers all right so we're just gonna take a second to hear from our sponsors Yeah, so I know when I was looking up this movie, and I, I looked it up like so many times. I think I've watched There's a this lot movie. here, and we can't There's a lot of information yes, yes. in it, but I think because I've watched this movie, I think three times this year in general. Oh, yeah. Really? So, wow. Yeah, I've watched oh, it three shoot. times. So this is a go to. Yeah, so this is usually a go to because okay. I watched it, I want to say about four or five months ago. I put it on, then I was telling my girlfriend, like, oh, I watched Times of the Lambs. This is back when it was on Netflix. She's like, oh, I want to watch it. And then mm. I watched it a second time. And it's, of course, like, I don't mind watching this multiple times for sure so I, I was worried that it wouldn't be quite as and i've seen it probably 10 12 times uh-huh. prior to watching it the other day and i was worried it wouldn't be quite as rewatchable each time i see it i i it's not that i'm clamoring to see it it's not like i go to it like i do shawshank yeah when you're 40 minutes in and you got to finish it out but i'm drawn to it every time yeah, yeah. And definitely yeah. when lector and certainly when lector and clarice are together on mm. screen it is magnetic you can't yeah, take man. your eyes off of it there's something that they do so interestingly with the tension and the way they talk to each other i almost feel bad for Jodie Foster because they both win Best Actor, Best Actress. She is so good in this movie. Yeah, she yes, is. Yes, she but is. everybody remembers the bad guy. It's like Darth Vader. You know, it's just one of those <laughs> things. You know? But she's amazing. She's actually, I think, in in one poll I saw, she was the greatest heroine of all time. Yeah, in film. And I and I don't really argue too much. Yeah, with that. I would she's agree with that. She's definitely my favorite like female protagonist when it comes so to all of them. So Second, probably Ripley. Yeah. You know, as we with Scorn we Weaver. didn't talk too too much because we wanted to save her for the pod during the movie. But we did mention like, is there going to be some Me Too stuff in here that's going to bother us? Is there going to be stuff that's dated? Yeah. But she's got so much push to her yeah but then she also uses her femininity a little she bit she does what, yeah. i noticed it, it's that. like a yeah. weapon it's so clever and yeah. in 91 very very cool very innovative it's not so. over the top it's not on the nose yeah. you know what i mean and it really is just you you take a look at the character itself and then you just kind of build around that too. And she's so and that's small. So, she's petite. Yeah. She has this weird like country uh, accent, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it all works together just to make this perfect sort of thing. You and know? I know this in line with the book and and all that, but I do like the fact that that this is someone that is going into the FBI. So they're not hardened. And, I like right. it too. And, and again, that's and Jack Crawford manipulating that situation. Now, for those who don't know, Manhunter was a movie that was done in '86 yeah. by Michael Mann, one of my favorite directors of all time, and is based on the. Book Red Dragon, which was later redone in 2002. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there is there again. is like mythos before this movie, but most people that saw this movie didn't know much about that. But Manhunter wasn't a success and not a lot of people read the you, book. You yeah. did mention to me before as we were watching this movie that Jodie Foster, she made the choice that she wanted to make her character stronger than what was portrayed in the book. Like, Yeah, so in the... Really, Thomas Harris books are not conducive to the female characters all yeah. that well. <laughs> it's not awful. Certainly, authors have done worse, but he can be a little bit Todd Phillips he can be a little yeah, bit that way and, but, but mm-hmm. Clarice and not just her Jonathan Demi and I think Ted Talley the screenwriter did a great job with the script 
made the choice to give her just a little bit more depth and a little bit more oomph. And, and what it's more, it's it's less the strength and more the choice, the way she decided to play the character mm. off mm-hmm. of the other performances, right? You got to think Jodie Foster, a great actress and acclaimed actress already at this time in 91, wasn't the first choice. It was going to be Michelle Pfeiffer. There were a few other yeah. actresses in, in, in line. But once she gets in, she plays off of the thespian actor, Anthony Hopkins, in a way that like is definitely not the same vibe you get from the 88 book. It's yeah. way more mm-hmm. interesting and it's way more adversarial in a way that just plays perfectly on but screen. But one thing that I really like, because it works with the cinematography. Because yeah, the it, framing of the yeah, faces. Yeah, the framing of the faces. Because it's so close, you see every little detail. You see the fear in her, in her eyes. Well, the first time we saw it when we watched actions. it together, like we mentioned it, like, man, they're getting up in there. You know? yeah, yeah. It's almost jarring. <laughs> and, but then and, as you get used to it, you're like, it's creepy. It really gets under it, your skin. It's creepy and it's unsettling, but it also works really well for the actors and for the movie overall because it sets the tone for the audience members that, oh, she feels uncomfortable right now. You should feel uncomfortable. She's afraid. You should be afraid. Yeah. And I really like what, that. What I what I tend to say about this film that sometimes goes uh, without mentioning enough or doesn't get quite enough credit is you've seen other people play Hannibal Lecter. I like Mads Michelson performance on the TV show quite a bit. Brian Cox was Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter and we've seen obviously Anthony Hopkins multiple times and no one's going to argue Hopkins does it best but the other performances are good you know why that's a meaty character that actors love to play it's hard to play the other side of that the Will Graham Mm -hmm. the Clarice Starling and there's been about three or four different Will Graham Jack Crawford and Will Graham oh a bunch of them all over the place so so those are the more difficult parts to play so the degree of difficulty on Jodie Foster who's in the movie way longer and has to do a lot more heavy lifting um, you know doesn't get all the meaty lines it you know, you got to give her a ton yeah. of credit for that. And I love the way that Demi really uh, leans into that quite a bit in this performance. Tak Fukujima is the guy who did the cinematography for this. He did the Lord of the Rings films, which you'll okay. like. Okay. And he All was right. also involved in um, the Gladiator movie. He was director of photography there, but that's, even though I don't love that movie as much as everybody else, I love the cinematography in Gladiator. Mm. Love, mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, definitely with Clarice right here, like, one of the best female protagonists out there yeah and just kind of one of my favorite scenes is how they show just how clever she is too is when she's investigating uh miss moffat you know what i mean the the storage unit because she's like okay you know look deep within yourself then she realizes that's you know yourself like kind of storage we were mentioning like would you go in there i was like i don't know yeah and so (laughs) not sure i would go in there i even like it where it's you know it's her and the old man they're trying to you know they're trying to both together lift up this this thing you know this heavy door that hasn't been open in probably like five or eight years it's a very well-dressed old man who runs that storage yeah <laughs> it is I mean, there's a lot of layers in his outfit and his driver detests physical <laughs> labor he's like i'm not Nothing doing creepy that. about that right? and, so, and i definitely like it when she you know she of course you know gets the jack and she's able to jack it up get under there and it's everything awesome. and then she's able to check it out and of course she finds benjamin Ras- raspin or raspil's uh head his, yeah, his, his yeah, human head, head. In there, so. and, uh, I, preserved I, in a bottle i, yep. I think it's a great testament weird about that to uh jodie foster's performance in there because all of it is believable like there has been a moment where i'm like why would she do that or come on she's how did she think of that it yeah. was never it never really yeah it never is. ran through my mind like that only one thing i could think of is basically like at the very end and it's not even jody foster's character is more buffalo bill at the end when he has the night vision goggles yeah. on and he's just kind yeah. of caressing her it, yeah. it's kind of like yeah, yeah. why would you do that but then again you know this guy's like a skin freak you know what i mean like all that stuff so you can just label up as he's kind of toying with and he thinks he has the upper he hand he thinks he has Are the upper can, hand so nobody is yeah. giving her the credit that even the part where um Crawford kicks her out of the room, basically. Or they go to a different room to yes, talk exactly. about the yeah. murder Not in front scene, of the right? women, basically. Right, not yeah. in front of the women. Let's have some respect or whatever. Again, there's chess. It's, it's this high level of three-dimensional chess. Yeah, yeah. They're constantly playing. And she could play better than anybody else. The, I, I would say, like, they don't do a lot of, like, the... 
the mystery and the clues and the red herrings too, too much. They don't dwell on anything. It keeps on moving for 118 minutes. This thing is just very well paced mm. also. Mm-hmm. So even like when they're playing chess, you don't think about it too much because they're on to the next thing. Chess with yeah. bugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, right, those uh, guys remind yeah. me so much Why? of the X-Files. They do, so, right? Do I, yeah, they exactly. Same, same right? Vibe, right? The, I remember when I watched it like a bunch of months ago, so I'm like, is that is that one of the lone gunmen? <laughs> I, would watch, I would totally watch a spinoff of just those yeah. guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And the guy who hits on her, I think that's amazing. Yeah, we go out for hamburgers. Good and, chemistry. And, yeah. Was it cheeseburgers <laughs> and beer? I I I, I like those characters, but I hated the stereotype. Why did he have to be cross-eyed? Like, why yeah. why did that have to be this stark detail? She was about digging him? it though. She was she like, was into you it. know, because like uh, yeah. and Chilton, you know, who's who's Chilton, it by the way. But it's just, you know, he's down her, and, and you know, he's Clarice is feeling it. Anthony the cross-eyed. That guy is such a he's hamming it up. You know, that's another thespian actor. I think in the book, he's he's not even a doctor in the book. He's technically right? not even a doctor right? in the book. Wow. Yeah, he gets nice. a raw deal on a TV show and he shows up in the, uh, one of the other movies, right? So I don't, I don't know. I, I think uh, he's in Red Dragon. He's in Red Dragon. The I don't, same, I don't think we see him, him again in Hannibal. I don't the, believe yeah, so. Yeah, I don't no. believe so. Because so. so, we assume he's dead because he, uh, he's going to have the a director, friend over for dinner. He's the director of the... He's the, the one in charge of basically Dr. Lecter. Yeah. Okay. All right. And he's trying to play chess, but obviously he's not as good as Yeah, he's not as good. He's freaking terrible. I hated him. Yeah. Like, but it's credit to the great character that was playing him i definitely got waves of hate coming yeah like, he does a good through. job oh, he, he <laughs> and, hands uh, it up perfectly yeah, i man, love it's uh, good, it's good. And, sure. and, and you, that's uh-huh. something that's not mentioned too much in this movie i i consider it the scariest movie of all time but there's a lot of like black comedy and funny moments in the movie that, i'm having like, the, a friend for dinner yeah, yeah. The more you watch it like it's it's legit good and it's legit like subversive and interesting i really think like a lot of movies that tried and failed um, model after this film. I think Fincher gets quite a bit of what he does mm. for things like Zodiac mm. or Seven from this movie. Uh, and again, Demi, like I said, never really did anything quite quite to the equal of this. So that's yeah. unfortunate for him. I he do passed definitely... away uh, just a few years oh, ago. Oh, really? I didn't even know he passed away. So I do know uh, Thomas Harris, who, uh, the, the author of the, the author, book and everything, yeah. that he, he's, he's notoriously shy. And of course, yep. like when they asked him, I guess, to come on board with the movie to help out. He's just like, no, no, but he, you know, wished them luck and everything. When they won all the awards, he sent them like some roses and all that yeah. stuff. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So all he's right. just like notoriously shy because, uh, there's he, this he had one a lot and, of problems with it. I think after after time, he eventually warmed up to the whole thing, especially when it got the accolades that it did. I don't think he loved the Michael Mann film. And again, yeah. like he was super... I never saw the Michael Mann film. So Manhunter, Manhunter is a really so. good movie. I think it came out in 86, and it's got William Peterson from CSI fame, plays Will Graham mm-hmm. in Manhunter, the first Will Graham. Uh, Ed Norton does it in Red Dragon. Yep. He's really, really good. And I think that that character, his juxtaposition with Brian Cox, is really, really interesting, too, and it's worth watching. Is it as good as Silence of the Lambs? No, it's not. Is it as good as Red Dragon? I don't know. They're really, really close. Those two movies are really close together. Mm -hmm. I actually think Red Dragon, which is more conducive to the book than Manhunter is, it's maybe a tiny, tiny bit better, but not that different. You know, the vibe Michael Mm -hmm. Mann gives uh, this particular Thomas Harris story is really interesting and slightly different than the one that uh, the director, it was really Scott who did Red Dragon, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Or really Scott did Hannibal. I think it was somebody else that did Red Dragon. Yeah. Have you guys watched any (laughs) of the, uh, the other movies like, like the, the sequel Hannibal or even, there was a prequel, uh, Hannibal Hannibal Rising, Rising, which was the only really bad one. 
one. Yeah. Everything else is oh Brett Ratner did Red Dragon. Yeah, Brett, oh, Brett Ratner. Oh, there you go. Brett Where's Ratner. that guy? What's that guy doing now? He did X Men: The Last Stand. So not, not <laughs> the first Rush Dark hour, Phoenix, the Rush Hour so, movies, right? So, oh yeah, the Rush Hour movies. So. He got me too. He's out. I he's definitely really like, and I like how they explain him in the book too. Is uh, is Barney the the one who watches over? He does a good basically, job. Uh, and he shows back up. Yeah, he does show back mm-hmm. up, and I think all of them. He's up in all of them, and so Barney's kind of like really a big essential character, like in the book, in the sense that he's one of the main reasons why basically Hannibal Lecter hasn't escaped at that point because mm-hmm. he's very very careful like around Hannibal Lecter and anytime like and something they have, bad like, happens a legit relationship. he's not there yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a respect relationship mm-hmm. and so kind of like how Clarice says like you know when Hannibal yeah, escapes yeah. he wouldn't go after me because you know he would consider it rude to to go after me and try to eat me or something right. and so Frankie just... Fizone I think is a guy's name that plays Barney He's he's really good. Yeah, he yeah. is really and a good. memorable and so face he shows up too. In all of them too, because yeah. we got Gary Oldman in the next one too, and Hannibal who shows up. Um, well, as... chronologically, it goes Manhunter in '86. Then you have Silence of the Lambs yeah. in '91. Then you have uh, Hannibal mm-hmm. a few years later. I think it's 2001. Immediately after, you have the prequel Red Dragon, and then they try to cash in one last time for Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising. <laughs> I don't know terrible. what happened with that. You always one, say so. like you don't want to feel bad for the Joker, right? Don't make me feel bad for the Joker. Yeah, yeah. They they do this crappy. Yeah. Yeah, totally unnecessary storyline with Hannibal. I won't <laughs> they, spoil anything, but it's pretty Yeah, crappy. they try to do that. So, I mean, definitely, and especially like what you're talking about with the book and like even with the movie with Clarice in general, because, um, spoiler for the book, but apparently like Clarice and Hannibal end up together oh, in, yes. in, in Hannibal yes. in the book. Yeah, which and, I've read. I read that book right when it came out. Yeah. That book didn't come out till after Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so really? It was, okay. it was a really popular release, and I read it like in a couple days. Now, and I remember when I got to the last few chapters, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's very strange. strange. Yeah, yeah it's very and, strange. And, and to his credit, Jonathan Demi had the rights right away to do Hannibal, and they mm-hmm. read the book with Ted Talley, the screenwriter from Silence of the Lambs, and they were like, "We can't make a movie out of this. We can't do it. <laughs> yeah, we check. We're checking out." So after a couple of years of negotiations, Ridley Scott, I think, negotiated with Thomas Harris because he was adamant, "You will follow the book." Wow. Period. But they made some. They made some changes. Yeah. Even just from watching, you know, watching Silence of the Lambs, and it's still fresh in my mind. That just does not feel like. Yeah. At least yeah. in the movie there's, version, there's a it chemistry, does not feel but like it's not. Crazy. It's not. Not the not romantic, that, yeah, yeah, it's not romantic yeah, chemistry, yeah, yeah. So, or sexual in general. You yeah. know what I mean? At Although least it I will doesn't say, feel when, when Julianne Moore general. takes the part of Clarice Starling in Hannibal, there is some there is some sexual tension there that they build into the film, yeah. but it's not too bad, you know, because they don't end up sleeping together and stuff like that, like mm. the book. The book, it's just, it really is like a sharp left, and you just don't understand why it goes. It's kind of like a middle finger to the movie, I guess you could say. <laughs> and, yeah, and to the series of books that he created, because we were talking about like what. You know, we talk about Hannibal Lecter and how often we want to see him. I would, I definitely like the TV show that Brian Fuller mm. did. Oh, yes. And I've yes. always liked that character. I think he's my favorite villain of all time. But the Clarice Starling character, the Will Graham character, I'm interested in those guys too. And we, I would watch, uh, I would certainly read books about them and see TV shows or other movies or spinoffs with them. Yeah. Even Jack, Jack Crawford is an interesting character to me. Oh, yeah. A prequel for Jack Crawford or something like that, or a prequel to Buffalo Bill or whatever. I could see most of that stuff is really, really interesting. And because he writes Hannibal, it's kind of wasted after that yeah because he that's pretty much all of his capital gone i know? definitely am a big fan of, of jack jack crawford and scott glenn who plays him in this oh, I love one scott yeah I, he's Someday my favorite jack, guys watch he's my favorite jack crawford who he's great he's yeah great. So, <laughs> so yeah he's he's my favorite he's jack my favorite too, out yeah. of all of them he's my favorite one but fishburne does a good ones. job dennis mm-hmm. farina and manhunter is out of place with the mustache he's got like that miami vice yeah look it doesn't make a lot of sense and it's harvey keitel and red red yeah who you think would be good but it 
feels a little lazy. It yeah. didn't feel quite right to me. There's certain things I like about Red Dragon, but there's other things I don't. But Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes, I do like. I do like Ray Fiennes as a Tooth Fairy. But uh, this movie, too, it's in the vault. So it's in, like, the National, or it's in the Disney vault. The National, so. <laughs> film, yeah. Yeah, the National yeah. film Registry, uh, Library of Congress has to put it in there. Yeah. So it's in there. And so even the FBI consulted in basically making this movie, too, as yep. well. Really? Interesting. They, they knew that it would boost uh, FBI enrollment. Mm. So that's why they Which were taking just it spends just like, enough time on doing that, and I think it does a good job of that because it shows her at the Academy. It does. It cool shows a lot of her yeah. at the it, Academy. It boosts like, it because so. people want to be like, oh, man, I can't wait to be friends with my own serial killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except it doesn't always end up like that. Sometimes yeah. you end I, up I remember like, wanting to be in the FBI, and I think like uh, it was more because of X-Files than this, but I think this got in my brain a little bit, and it mm. made it kind of made a romanticness about it. We uh-huh. mentioned her friend. We don't. They don't spend a ton of time um, in the book and other movies about it, but uh, Cassie Lemons played her friend in the film. Yeah, and they have a nice kind of vibe together too. I kinda yeah, like I like that. that too. And I would, I'd like to see like what they do later on in their careers. You know, I think her name's Ar- Ardella or something she like that. She was movie. in Candyman, so that's the yeah, that's the last thing I remember. She's in the very first Candyman with Tony Todd and some other people. So I can't it's, remember it's who weird else because again, what so. John with Jonathan Demi and Tak uh, 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 Fujimoto, uh, the cinematographer and director, do is they frame everybody's face so well. Yeah, everybody's so memorable you know yeah obviously you're not gonna forget buffalo bill you're not gonna forget lecter and starling yeah, yeah. But everybody gets like a real close-up you know yeah. even the uh the guy who's opening the storage facility you get right in his face you know yeah which you think would be jarring but in the in the way the rest of the movie flows and with the score that howard shore does it flows very very well it's so. mm-hmm. but uh, there's one thing one specific scene that i kind of didn't like that when they did that framing of this close-up of their face i just thought was just weird because it was Clarice and her friend, they were sitting on top of like a washing machine or whatever. It was a oh, little bit weird. The, the covet yeah. scene when they, they read Hannibal's handwriting. And yes, yes exactly. Desperately random, like a bad liar. Exactly. So. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So in that scene, I didn't necessarily think that they needed to have that framing where it's a close-up because they were just friends like there was no need to make the audience feel uncomfortable and i get the sense or like you know keeping with the theme of the the movie and having that same i like that like the the women sticking together at the fbi and i do want i i think to give him some credit like he's trying to be consistent with the rest of the yes yes that's and and they're not just buddies hanging out they're working also so Mm -hmm. and i get that i I mean I, i could see the quibble though i feel like though a kind of wider shot of them together would have promoted more of the, that connection that the, they had. The thing yeah. I, I don't know for sure, and, and it's genius, and and, and, I, and I always say movies are art, and just like you look at a picture and you can see different things from different perspectives, everybody gets a different thing out of every movie. Yeah. But the what I think they go for is like a, a level of intimacy. When, when Clarice goes into the prison and has to interview with other prisoners screaming at her, and yeah, how yeah, afraid yeah. she is, obviously. Face. Yeah, there's yeah. an intimacy to all of that. She's intimidated work-wise with Jack Crawford. She wants to work for the Behavioral Science Division. She she wants to impress them. There's pressure and intimacy there. And I think that's what the close-up framing is really. They're putting you in the moment, in the body, and, and, from that mm-hmm. POV, trying to f- make you feel that pressure. And most movies try that, fail. This movie, I think, for the most part, really captures and, and it. And Nick, I, I agree with you, but I'm talking about within that instant, it wasn't necessary I'll because there were two friends that were working together. It was a sense of, like, they were getting along. And, and they're smiling. They yeah, have, and they're like, smiling. A and, d- disposition yeah, exactly. about them. Yeah, I uh, 
sort of buy that. So th- that's the that's the only time. But I'll that counter I again and say like necessary. it's almost like in that moment you want to lean back a little bit. Like we get a second to relax. I'm not gonna. I don't have to deal with Hannibal for a second or Buffalo Bill and his creepiness. We can relax. <laughs> but he doesn't want you to relax. He wants yeah. you in every single moment. But as as a director or as a cinematographer, you can use that to your advantage. You allow them to relax a little bit, agree, and then yeah. the next scene could be something stark and something like drastic. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that it's fair criticism. I I do think though, like remember, it's a psychological thriller. It's a horror movie. We talk a lot about it when we watched it together. We talked a lot about what they don't show you. I kept annoyingly, I'm sure, pointing out to producer Ryan, see what they're not showing you here. Oh, yeah, see this they, guy. See the, see the, I'm that guy because listen, I'm a movie critic at heart, right? I do have a blog. Real watch pause it all the time. Yeah. See this right I here. Did, I like... couldn't help myself, but there's the, they're looking over the body, right? And the body is fuzzy. You haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And they put the stuff on their nose, and like what you don't see is so much more important, or at least as important as what you see. It's, I, it's a master class in filmmaking. Really. I leaned over to get another slice of pizza, and he's like, "Oh, you missed it. I'm gonna yeah. rewind it." <laughs> I'm that guy. Now you know. Uh, <laughs> and he kept on looking from the screen and at me like, huh? Huh? If Tyler would have came over and watched Almost Famous with me, he would have killed me. That'd be dead right now. Stop pausing and put on the three-hour director's but, cut. Like, but oh, Nick, like, I, I'm, when, you when see it, what Cameron Crowe is going for here? <laughs> when, it, when it comes down to it, I'm nitpicking, all right? That was just yeah. a very and, minor there's thing. There's very few movie. things to nitpick in this movie. I'll give you some. I, I, did, I remember agreeing to a certain extent with you that it was a little bit odd mm. compared to everything else. Mm, yeah. I definitely like, like with the story in general, the story of the crime. And as far as like the process of them going into catching Buffalo Bill, yeah, it's yeah. very it's very well told. Yes, because it, it follows. It, it follows Remember the mystery all bag so. where the FBI is going in the house toward the end, right? Obviously, spoilers for Silence of the Lambs yeah. after all this, right? Everybody is, should have seen a 1991 movie by now. If you haven't, don't waste your time on Human Centipede Two. Watch Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. But what I'm saying yeah. is like when when the FBI, because I don't think producer Ryan quite remembered when they're going in the house. That's not Buffalo Bill's house. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's a red herring right there. There. who's I who's at the door remember. that's Jodie Foster at the yeah. door and and it's not like in your face plot twist it's so tastefully done that it's quietly done it takes mm-hmm. you back it's more effective that way and and it's not in your faceness i think the difference between demi and fincher who i really really like and made probably my favorite thriller of all time zodiac uh, i think that's the difference between the two right is that fincher puts it in your face he wants you to see that sharp turn mm-hmm. he makes it glossy whereas demi leans back and it's not quite as glossy mm-hmm. it's not as in your face he just answers the door and he's like, oh shit, it's Jodie Foster there. Yeah, yeah. Where the FBI is at an empty house, you know? Yeah, so I definitely, it feels like, especially with the FBI working like so close together with this film too, it felt like Buffalo Bill, they actually gave him a real psychological profile. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, actually yeah. gave him yeah. a real, because you're following the things as far as like with the bodies, but of course then they introduce, you know, like the bug cocoon like in the mouth, right? Yeah. And of course that all leads to it too. And of course they kind of dig a little bit into him where, you know, they're talking about like, well, you know, he's a transgender, stuff like that. And clearly he's like, well, there's nothing in literature that says that, you know, trans- transgenders are usually aggressive, they're usually passive. Right. And that's when Hannibal says, well, he's not a true transgender right. he's he probably himself. been yeah, yeah he's probably been and, lots and, of other things and there is, to be lots of other we, things we will know for the audience that there is some transgender community some lgbtq community that have some quibble with this movie again 1991 watch it in the in the in the time yeah. that it was filmed yeah but also demi defends all that by saying he's not a transgender. yeah he's person. not and even he's someone Hannibal who hates himself too. and he's trying mm-hmm. to be somebody mm-hmm. else because he cannot stand himself so much that is the the pathology yeah. not anything else you know so people who are trying to go into it a little bit too much and i don't think it's he just wants a every, woman suit. Really, so. everything, he, everything he does. Who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Let me ask you this. In, in any, at any point, because because they have a Hannibal Lecter character in this movie, and it's so, so well done, and it is the memorable villain, is there, at any point, do you feel bad for Buffalo Bill? 
No. And no. I think no. really because not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's like one of those things too. We're not supposed to feel bad about him. We don't need an origin story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Now let like, me ask you this. Do you feel bad for Lecter? Do you feel no, you don't, no. but you want him to get away. I did kind of feel bad when Clarice lied to him. When and then they double crossed yeah, him. Yeah, when he, he double crossed him. He knew what was coming. Yeah, I'm certain that he did know because he's a smart guy. I've complete it's been a, so many years since I've watched this movie. So honestly, it was like through new eyes as I was watching it. And I think Nick knew. That's why he was kind of like, eh? Yeah. Eh? You yeah, missed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh when he got when she double crossed him. Put that pizza down for yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? I was. Oh, you were chewing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Diane, Diane Baker played the senator, Ruth Martin, in this movie. She's yeah. a really good actress, and I love that performance. Yeah. I love that scene with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so, so powerful. So animal good. away from oh, me. <laughs> so smart. Just, uh, again, three dimensional chess. You there's, know? It's just, it's a lot of great storytelling. Yeah. You know what I mean? From sure. this perspective of, you know, they're actual FBI agents hunting down, you know, doing a hunt, you know, for this person. And I even just like the timeline, too, when they're showing just glimpses of Clarice's past, you know, past and how it lines up basically with the current storyline and everything that's going on. And yeah, so, yeah. and just the whole character of Hannibal Lecter too, in general. And that's why I kind of have like a little soft spot for like Red Dragon because they, they somewhat dig into a little I bit, like but it. I also like the I really berry. like yeah, Red yeah. Dragon. I own that one. It's on my bookshelf. I don't think you've also, seen think that so. one, Ryan. But... I have seen oh, it. Oh, you actually. have seen it. Okay, and I yeah. did like that one. Yeah. I remember the, Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. The, I remember the, uh, the wheelchair that's on fire. Lights on fire. Yeah. The journalist. So I did see that. Take that, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> and, and since we're going to talk about the other stuff, I do want to mention the TV show. Now, the TV show that Brian Fuller did, it doesn't get everything right, and you never see it get up to Silence of the Lambs time frame, but you do see the Tooth Fairy. You do okay. see... Um, the uh, the character that Gary Oldman plays in Hannibal, I forget that guy's name. Yeah, the, I that just know him as the, uh, guy yeah, the pedophile, like yeah, the pig farm and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So there, I, I don't like that they mess with the timeline on the TV show, frankly, but the TV show gives you the pathology and the and what makes Hannibal so good and what makes Hannibal seek out other serial killers and sort of have huh. relationships with them because in this movie the one weird thing I think is when they find the human head and they talk when you, she goes back to Hannibal you realize oh that was a patient or whatever and he knows who the tooth fairy or he knows who yeah. Buffalo Bill is yes, outright yes. he destroys but without the uh -huh. mythos behind that it's kind of weird right at least the first time I saw it but the TV show does get into his relationship with other serial killers yeah. and how he helps them almost and uses them and is playing three-dimensional chess with them mm. so he can get away with his stuff. It's really, really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I'm, definitely, Michael yeah, nice I'm definitely going to take out the, uh, check out the TV show. I, I wish did, it would come back. It's one of those things yeah. I want them to bring it's back. It's on, uh, I just checked it up right now. It's on Amazon Prime if you have Prime. It's so and good. So, yeah, it's so good. Right. I, I thought that was interesting when they mentioned that because he says that it was, you know, a former patient, uh, Benjamin Raspiel once referred someone, you know, to him who happened to be Buffalo Bill that we might know of. But... It was interesting how they mentioned that before he got uh, arrested, before he got taken in or whatever it was, he destroyed all his old patients' like paperwork, yes, all their yes. old documentation. So, yeah, which is so, which is definitely really interesting in how you know basically like this Benjamin Raspiel character, the one who gets his head cut off, you know, says that you know his boyfriend had killed someone mm -hmm. and then was doing weird stuff with their skin, and yeah, so. Yeah. So it is very interesting that you I, went that route. I remember in. thinking when I watched the TV show, and Hugh Dancy does Will Graham on the TV show, and he's pretty good, a British guy. I, I almost think he's one of the better Will Grahams, but I always question what he his decisions he was making because I've seen all the movies and I'd read a couple of the books. I was like, well, he can't make that decision, and they really play with that, that they turn into stuff that you think they're going to go one way, they go a different way that's different than the mythos. But again, like what I the, the point I wanted to make is that they really get into the pre-Silence of the Lambs, pre-in-prison Hannibal Lecter. How does he get caught? 
how does he get into relationships with other killers, okay. which is so important to the rest of How him. many, yeah, uh, so. do you know how many seasons it is? I think it was or? two. It's two? Because it, it got seasons. canceled after like No, I'm sorry, three season. seasons. Three seasons. Three okay. seasons. All the right. third season is uh, The Tooth Fairy. Oh, okay. And then right. they were going to do a fourth season where they get into the Science of the Lambs time because essentially he gonna, he's going to get caught, right? Yeah. But because it gets canceled, they go a different way. Maybe it'll get um, picked back up. So, I wish I mean, it would. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so yeah. beautifully shot. Like I said, I mentioned it to producer Ryan when we watched it. It's the only show that made like cannibalism seem really... Like yeah. a feeling. You said like, it on the show. The yeah, they, more the than food, so, yeah. It's like, man, that looks unbelievable. Look at the foie gras. Look at the, look at the, the manchango cheese they're using. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, whatever the meat is, yeah, doesn't right bother now. me. Just it's so <laughs> well prepared. I want to try that. And that's why we've never gone to dinner at Nick's yeah. house. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, so, this tastes really good. What is it? Chicken. <laughs> All right. Over. It's almost over. Halloween night, dinner at my place. So, uh, so can I can I pose this up to you sure. guys? Uh, we were far into the podcast already. We can talk about the ending. Um, And it's been years already. Yeah. Yeah, so right. Yeah. Watched it, I, What's wrong with I don't you? Care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. I had some problems with the ending. I felt that it was a really? little. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Um, uh, 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 more specifically, the Buffalo Bill uh, mm-hmm. ending arc. I felt like it was anticlimactic, like all this built up, and then all of a sudden, you know, I and I, I, I enjoyed the whole uh, the night vision thing. Why he had to toy with her, yeah, didn't make sense to me. And Clarice too, being an FBI agent, you know, immediately if you can't see, you stick to the walls and stuff. And then she's like putting her hand in front right. of her before her gun. That's that's just not survival instincts right there. There, there was some build up to that as she doesn't forgets to check her corner at the academy. Yeah, she's yeah. not super seasoned. Yeah, yet. and and I yeah, guess so there is some training. training. That's, that's yeah, very true. So. But I was wondering why she didn't get out of the house and call for backup. Obviously once she I was thinking it that out, too. Yeah. yeah agreed, agreed. You know, but again no cell phones and we don't know exactly the but situation. The, the, someone. The, yeah. the biggest thing though is that I felt that it, at the very end and it just ended with this quick draw, uh, yeah, this yeah. quick draw kill that Buffalo Bill missed his mark, I mean, and then Clarice she got, got the lucky. real and ending. Really, yeah, but so. the real ending is I'm going to have a friend over for dinner. Yeah, and I think that's what is so satisfying about that part. It, it is this weird thing again, like it's it's a neo noir psychological thriller slash horror, whatever. But it plays with you because the villain that you care about is not the villain of this particular yes, story. Yes, I get that. And, and that was very <laughs> super innovative for his time, you know? Yeah. So and, what you say is anticlimactic. What we wanted, the climax is Hannibal Lecter out free, you know? Not okay. necessarily All right. capturing okay. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. And I think that's the genius of the whole and thing. And actually, the FBI has said something about actually that ending with start with uh, Clarice, I almost said Starling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Same Clarice thing. Starling, yeah. Uh, basically, when she goes in that house, you know, the FBI actually said, like, that would never actually happen in real life. I mean, for starters, they would never send a trainee by themselves alone Correct, in general. Yeah. Yes, and yes. also, too, like, they would always call for backup if there was ever a situation but, like that. So they, they actually did address it, but for, like, the movie's sake, there's like, we're just going to have it. And, I, and I do think yeah. that's so, fair, yeah. but I will say yeah. that the Jack Crawford character, when you know all the other mythos, whether you read the books or saw the TV show or the other films, he... Especially when you know what happened with Will Graham, given just that history, you get why he's kind of manipulating this trainee because he can't get to Hannibal. He's already been effed with with Hannibal enough yeah. times. He's got to send. He's got to try to. He's playing three dimensional chess, trying to catch this bad guy, Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. He needs somebody raw and somebody that Hannibal will talk to, mm-hmm. somebody vulnerable. Yeah, which is what Clarice is, but. As the movie points out, she also has a lot of depth and strength with her too. So. And and I see your point, Nick. And uh, and 
Tyler, yes, that's. Uh, I'm glad that they pointed out that the FBI yeah. said something about that. I just feel though, with the story going the way that it is, it's following the murders of Buffalo Bill. To have it just end, it to, takes you out of it. Yeah, a little it, take, bit. it yeah. took me out of it a little bit. But I do see what you're saying, Nick. And I didn't look at it from that perspective, and now seeing it in that light, yeah, it's a little different. But at the same time, there was just all this buildup specifically for Buffalo Bill, and then it, he just goes out with three gunshots to it's chest. Gotta be creepy. Yeah, I so. think he's arrogant in that moment, and he's trying to protect what he has the the Plus, the, the bugs, the girl, bigger and the guy, yeah. killing yeah. women. He thinks he has too, the upper hand. So. He he obviously doesn't think much of women. He thinks he's got the upper hand. Yeah, this young whatever FBI agent. He's not super intimidated. Mm-hmm. He runs away from it right off the bat so yeah like, yeah you know he's he's pretty brazen in that moment yeah so. one thing i always notice when i watch this movie is because uh how buffalo bill gets that house is uh, it's the the lyman's i believe it is or yeah the, yeah yes, what, yes. whatever the character's name is that apparently he probably killed the the woman yeah she's in the bathtub yeah she's in the bathtub but in the basement there's some like nazi stuff in there like swastikas like there's swastikas bedding. and i always wondered is <laughs> that buffalo is that buffalo bills or is that the lyman you know what i mean is that the ladies you know what i mean and plus, why would you already have a well in that basement there, in general? Like, there is, you know, like... there is quite a bit of the mythos that makes Lecter and other serial killers. I know, like in films, you know, lesser good movies like Suspect Zero with Ben Kingsley and stuff. They try to make out like a serial killer killing bad people or a serial killer killing other serial killers. There Dexter. is, yeah. there is yeah, Dexter, some of that yeah. here, but they don't dwell on any of it. So it's it builds a larger world that I mm. wish they would kind of spend more time on. You know? Yeah, it's so. definitely something they. Could you can't have give done me enough of this so. stuff. You know, mm. I would anything in the Thomas Harris character. Give me Jack Crawford characters. Give me Will Graham sitcoms. Give me uh, yeah. Larry Starling in a situation office comedy. Give me Hannibal Lecter, you know, doing a, a baking show. I'll watch any of it because these yeah. characters have so much depth and they can go so many different directions. You now, know? Uh, one thing I would like if they did more movies like in this universe, but of course, explore other serial killers yeah, and yeah. with other I characters. Too, yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe keep even, a Jack even, Crawford Even just this there, equation but... of a really crazy serial killer or a super smart serial killer helping you catch other serial killers. They're doing a show with Martin Sheen or whatever his name is um, on like it's a network show it doesn't look that good where his oh, son, yeah, I know his son is about. a cop yeah. and he's using his dad who's like a psychopath to catch other psychopaths like yeah. I just like that general premise you know but it, obviously it has to be done well yeah. Yeah, and I'm always yeah. into that so. and they, they did it with Mindhunter too but you know mm, yeah Mindhunter maybe, doesn't yeah. quite it's more FBI driven from the perspective of how are the cops getting in the head not serial killer driven folks, always yeah. so no yeah, but this is definitely that, a precursor so. to Mindhunter Mindhunter again a direct correlation to what Fincher is interested mm-hmm. in comes from a lot of this kind mm. of stuff, this kind, this type of movie. You know? Now, I'm surprised at the song you picked to sing in the beginning. American I was, Girl. I was, I was expecting you're going the Buffalo horses. Bill song. I don't want to. I don't ever want to remember that one. That's maybe the most horrifying <laughs> of all the scenes. <laughs> it's great core work by Ted Levine. You know, I feel bad that this is the character he's so known for. Yeah, he, he worked hard Man, to get out I of thought, that. So, yeah. I thought we were going to go through the whole episode without mentioning it, but yeah, there no, we go. We're not mature on talking flick. Come on, we can't do that. Well, would you fuck me? <laughs> His lipstick game could use a little so bit of work. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Dang. Right. That's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good job. I saw this movie three times this year. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right, so my, my top three horror movies of all time, I was I was going to review this on, on the blog, but I don't have time for this particular weekend, so I'll just give it away. Jaws, if you count it, is number one. Number yeah. two is a really close tie between this and Zodiac, right? A Fincher movie and a, and a Demi movie. Uh-huh. The only movies ever to be nominated, if you consider it, and again, the classifications get a little hairy, that are horror movies to be nominated for Best Picture. The Exorcist, 
Jaws, Sixth Sense, Black Swan. If you count it, it's got oh, a loose Black there. Swan. I've never seen Black and, Swan. And, and yeah, Get yeah, Out, yeah, yeah. which I definitely think Get Out was warranted, right? So that's five. Only one of them won Best Picture. That's this one. Mm, so, and this is yeah, one of only two films that ever not uh, sweep the first, the top five categories: Best Actor, Best Screenplay, Best Actress, uh, Best uh, Best Picture. Yeah, and um, Best it Cinematography. Got them all. Yeah, so, got them all. Got them all. Got all. Every one of them. All those awards. So, oh, right. best director. I'm sorry. Oh, best director. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care about the cinematographers. <laughs> All right. Any final points you want to throw onto this movie? Mm. I just think if people haven't seen this one, this is the one they should see, right? Yeah. Whether you oh, agree, agree. Movie, yeah. Definitely. Or you're into the thriller, like you like the seven episode, you like the seven film, you like those Fincher movies, these sort of subversive neo noir psychological thrillers. This is thrillers. the original. This is the one. Yeah. yeah. This is the one that really changes the game for everybody. And if you haven't seen it yet, see it. And tell me what you think about like the stuff they don't show you versus the stuff they show you. Mm -hmm. Was there enough gore? Did you appreciate like, you know, the stuff you don't see or when you're looking at somebody's glasses and you're not quite seeing the mutilated body or whatever the case may be? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. this is like you say, it's, it's lightning in a bottle from the sense it's a book with great source material. Mm -hmm. It's a director who hadn't done a lot of great stuff, but directs a great film with great casting. Ted Talley writes a great screenplay and talk uh, Fujimoto does um, um, what I think is unbelievable cinematography mm -hmm. to keep 118 minutes. Now remember, Zodiac is like three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. This is 118 oh, yeah. minutes clean story, multiple villains, pretty impressive. Timelines, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pretty so, yeah, good mythos, pacing, man. Interesting yeah. mythos that is really haunting after yeah. a time. And yeah. I think you kind of sum it up just right where if it's on and you watch it, it's just hard to take it's your eyes off of it. It's hard to take your eyes you off of it. You want to finish yeah. it. You want to watch it. So, for a lot of different <laughs> reasons. All right, we'll move on to our next segment. So uh, ratings. What do you guys want to give us for a rating? So mm. I can go first. All right. So actually, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. So as I was watching it, it was basically brand new. There were things that I did remember and uh, other twists that I didn't. I watched this when I was really young. Uh, Nick watched it. When We're going to talk really about young. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my reading, I will bring up my mother. <laughs> but um, uh, I thought it was great. And it really stood the test of time. Like, there were parts that felt dated. Like you said, it's a period piece. Yeah, but, but it's it a period piece. Yeah, yeah that's, how, way, that's yeah. how I viewed it, just as a period you piece. You know it's the 90s when you watched it or late 80s. Yes, so. yes. Even, so, like, the attire, the shoes that they wear. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's so close to a 9. I want to say, like, an 8.9. 8.9. Okay. It's just really That's good. really strong. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was... Um, the acting is really well done. The pacing is done. It didn't feel like two hours. Although, I got it confused. I thought it was three hours long. And I was like, man, where is it going to go after this first two hours? <laughs> and then it ends, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I thought it went pretty quick when we watched it. Yeah, yeah, clean, it, yeah. It, it definitely did. It went by quick. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And uh, 8.9 is a strong score. I like yeah, it. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it. Watch this over Joker. Watch this over oh, It sure. Follows. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> I liked It Follows, but this is yeah. a very, very yes, good yes. movie. So. Uh, so. So, so for me, it's the scariest movie of all time. Now, shouts to my mother. God bless her. I love her. Uh, she showed me this movie. It came out in 91. Okay, It comes out on video sometime in 92. I'm 11, 12 years old, and we watched this movie together in our kitchen, and she calls this our special movie, right? When this movie ends and Hannibal Lecter says, I'm going to have my friend over for dinner, She's like, you know, this is based on a true story. <laughs> you know, he's out there. And at 12 years old, you believe everything your mother says. Yeah. I was petrified. 
literally for most of my I'm still scared I'm still scared yeah. when people mention it it still has a psychological effect on me so shouts to my mother for giving me that sort of impact we love this movie we can watch it together and I'm not a horror fan like you guys are but movies like this that really get under your skin yeah are so valuable now, now, now the question if they're is, done well it's so valuable the question is how I love old, this kind of cinema how old were you when you realized it wasn't a real I remember getting really mad at her somewhere around like 16, 17 when I got mad at her for literally everything in the world I was like I can't believe you told me that was true I've been mailing the Santa letter in every year it's a fictional book it was in the fiction section (laughs) I thought someone put it there by mistake but then I saw a bunch of them listen this is a little bit into the brain right to my mother's credit she never apologized she has no apologies about it whatsoever never never hurts for for me like if you count Jaws as a horror movie I have Jaws as a 9 it makes my top 10 of all time it sometimes gets kicked out it's at the bottom of the list there um Similar to producer Ryan, it's so close to a perfect movie. It's just knocking on the door there. I'm giving it an 8.5 on the Shawshank scale. For me, that's really, really high marks. It puts it right there with Zodiac. It puts it right there with with right underneath Jaws, right, in terms of thrillers or scary movies. Every time I see it, it gets under my skin a little bit, and it it lingers with me for a while. For me, it's an all-timer. It's a top 50 of all time. Um, and it has never really dropped out of that since the first time I saw it. It has immense rewatchability, and it is a masterclass for people making movies, especially if you're trying to make a Fincher movie, if you're trying to make a mm-hmm. Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. Demi, it's lightning in a bottle because he doesn't have a lot of these, but Demi is right there. It's 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 really a masterpiece in cinema in its own right. Mm-hmm. So 8.5 for me. Dang. I give this movie a 10. I really like. I never, I've never, I've never given him really a movie at ten before. But if I'm gonna, there's only do two it, of those. Yeah. So now we're gonna have to fight. Yeah. So Karate if, mats again. Here yeah. we go. If I'm gonna, and I know the ending. I don't is want like to argue because little... I love this movie so much. Yeah. And I, I really like this movie. I mean, I've seen it three times this year. But anyways, yeah. like, let, me, yeah. let me ask you, Tyler, because yeah. we, you're pure emotion, right? And you are the horror guy. You're gonna make me watch Human Centipede too, which I resent. I'm not uh, making you. Patreon, Patreon. But was there enough gore for you? Did was there enough? Was the was the was the human head in the in the jar? Was the mutilated body? You know, honestly, was the, the biting of the face, yeah. the blood on Lecter's face when they close in on him after he escapes? Is that stuff enough for you? Was there enough? I of mean, that? honestly, like the gore is fine in it, especially for the time that it came out. But that's not what sells me on that's this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? It's right. it's the that's story. It's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. story. Agreed. More than anything else, the story, the gore. And the situations where things are are placed, like as far as like when Hannibal escapes too, as well, that enhances the story, especially yeah. from the visual aspect. But we, it's the story in itself. We yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. it a little bit, and I know this is your time for rating, but we talked about it a little bit. Me and producer Ryan is the patience, the time from when you see the pen yeah. to the time he escapes. It's it's like at 10, 12 minutes of screen time. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's it's crazy how patient they are with the whole thing, and that's really what's frightening. He's so calculating. He's so patient. He waits for his moment. It's it's just shocking stuff, yeah. right? What does he say? Are are you ready, agent? Oh, or ready, officer, when, ready uh, when you Pembry, are, Officer Pembry. Pembry. Yeah, like it's yeah, crazy, so. right? Like it's so confident. Oh man, but yeah, good movie. I give it a ten. So I got it. Let me let me ask you before before we break to the next segment. What about best villains of all time? Oh, where does Lecter fall in terms of best villains? Is he Darth Vader? Is he Agent Smith? Is he Hans Gruber? Nurse Ratchet? Like, what is he on your list? On, well, I'd have to think about other villains yeah, on man. there. I'd have to think about it, Michael Myers, he's Kaiser be, Soze. Uh, I don't I like see Frank them as Booth villains, Velvet, but right? I mean, like, like Jack Torrance from The Shining. Uh, I mean, Jack Torrance. I mean, is he really that much of a villain? He's kind of a villain. I, think he's a villain. <laughs> I, I see that he's kind the, of an the hotel's more of a villain than Jack than Jack yeah, Torrance. So, but he's. I don't really have. I can't think of anybody else to top. You know, Hannibal Lecter, but top five for sure. Top five. You know, I think he's number one for me, but I. 
you can you can argue with me. Obviously, Darth Vader in the and obviously like the pop culture zeitgeist of the whole thing makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, I guess I love Agent Smith. So, but for me, like the guys who get under my skin, the guys who are scary in the context of Spooktober, Hannibal Lecter is the only one that really frightens mm. me. I'm not afraid of Agent Smith. I'm not really afraid <laughs> yeah. of Darth Vader with all that yeah. shit on his, you know, all that yeah. all that metal stuff that's going <laughs> on there. I'm afraid of Hannibal Lecter. I, he's not that big. He's not that you know. He's not tall. And because I, think, I feel like it, because it's more grounded. It's you can just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> people eating people. <laughs> Even like yeah, Hans Gruber, I feel like I would go toe to toe with Hans Gruber from Die Hard or the Sheriff of Nottingham, another character I love. It's <laughs> played by the same, you know, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. But I'm not, I'm not really afraid of those guys. I'm not even afraid of like a Michael Myers or a Freddy per se. What really scares me is a guy like Hannibal Lecter. Mm. That's the guy that scares me. Calm, collected, calm, collected, calculating, yes, patient. Yes. And you know, will smarter than you bite your face off. He will bite your face <laughs> off at a moment's notice. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to our next segment. Uh, we've got mail. So if you guys want to email us, you can do it. Talkingflick at gmail.com. Talkingflick at gmail.com. Or you can reach to oh, us. In the basket. Flick underscore talking. So we're on <laughs> Flick <Twitter>. underscore talking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've got an email here from Marjorie who says, uh, what is your go-to Halloween movie? We'll take out Signs of the Lambs because we just did that. Mm. <laughs> and what will you be dressing up as if oh, you are going to dress okay. up as? So. We are doing a Halloween thing, so I guess I have to find a costume now. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so what's your what's your go-to? Like, what do you usually put on for, I guess you could say, either Halloween day or the week of Halloween? Like, Or is there a movie you usually go to around that time mm. of the year? Um I typically usually always watch The Thing around this oh, time okay. of year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a really good so one. So I'll watch yeah, like, yeah. It would make thing, my top 20 for Or I'll usually put on like Monster House. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw Monster I House. I didn't see so. it, but I heard good things about it's it. It's good. It's not bad. I like it. Good kids cartoon. Actually, I heard yeah, good things so. about the Addams Family cartoon that just mm. came out. Oh, I, I heard it was actually it yet, pretty good. So it's rating pretty well. What, what, what's your go-to uh, for movie me, for Halloween? For Halloween, like the ones that really come up that I've watched a lot during this time of year are like The Ring, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Um, Which Texas Chainsaw Massacre? The Jessica Biel one? Uh, the, yeah, the Jessica the Biel one. one. Yeah, the, yeah, the more Biel recent one. one. That wasn't Although the, the, of the, remakes, the first that one, bad. the original one it's was creepy. really yeah. good too. I'll... The original Hills Have Eyes yeah. still freak me out. Um, and then that. actually, uh, I watched this at your brother's house and now it's become kind of more of a staple, The Collector. That one. Oh, I like the. I actually <laughs> like right. the collector. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I just thought that was such a such a creepy thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember that was the last movie I think I ever rented from Blockbuster was was, the, was the collector. Yeah, and I didn't think and, that, I didn't think the movie was that amazing. It's just yeah, it's not the best. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but it's just uh, like with some of these horror movies, whether it's good or bad, like whatever. Yeah. But if it has like this interesting premise or just being in that situation, because as you're watching this horror movie you're just injecting yourself as right. the main character and if i was in that situation damn i'm yeah so, <laughs> have you seen that movie at I've all i've seen it so, i saw it a while ago. I, I i like the i like the storyline of basically like a thief breaks into premise. your house yeah i don't know yeah, it's yeah. executed yeah. perfectly well I, but yeah it does have its mo it has its flaws for yeah. sure yeah, it has definitely its flaws, yeah. definitely but i do like the idea of like you know you have a thief breaking into your house and there's already somebody else there who's even yeah. worse yeah. and also this was originally like the collector was supposed to be originally tied to like the jaws franchise oh is that right so, yeah so was originally right? going to okay. be, I think, like a prequel, or it was huh. going to be tied to the Jaws franchise before the it Saw, basically fell through. Saw franchise. Or Jaws. Saw, yeah, Saw, yeah, Saw. Saw, Saw. I was about to say, I'm thinking, uh, Jaws. Uh, I'm thinking Jigsaw. So, yeah, Jigsaw <laughs> is going to be, yeah, there like, you go. When does the shark become <laughs> like idea. a man? <laughs> it could be it somehow. So. Uh, of like torture Saw. porn type movies, the Saw franchise, at least the first one, maybe the second one. After that, it starts going off the rails. But uh, it's somewhat original in, in its premise, too. But again, it's flawed, so it doesn't quite get 
but it gets, yeah. Uh, but yeah. going, but what I watched mostly was like The Ring and The Grudge. Also, yeah. Okay. Those two. I didn't like The Grudge. I Sarah still Geller, it's haven't. Right. I still haven't seen the Ring. First is ring. at least creepy. Grudge. I don't. I don't think I bought the premise. I'm gonna have to watch The Ring. I watched him. I watched him when I was in high school, and it was one of those things that like, oh, you're Asian. You gotta watch this. It's based off like a yeah. And it's a good question because it's what what are you attached to with Halloween emotionally, right? So like, if I want to be creeped out, I watch Zodiac. I watched Sons of the Lambs, right? But for Halloween, I'm probably going to watch the original Halloween. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah, one like, that, yeah. I'm emotionally connected to. Not Season fits, of the Witch? No, no, <laughs> not, not that one. That one's not good. <laughs> Only like maybe three like of the them idea, are actually though, good. Yeah. <laughs> I almost picked the Halloween reboot or the sort of like reimagining with the uh, Right, yeah, that was Jamie on the Lee list. So. What is it? Halloween 2018? Halloween 2018, I think yeah, is what they call it. H2O. But I would say if I wanted something that was like made me smile, I'd probably watch Scream because Scream I do rate pretty high. But like, like if it's Halloween night and I'm and I'm gonna pass out candy and I want to be a little bit creepy before I do that, I'm gonna watch the original Halloween. Okay. John Carpenter, that is excellent filmmaking. That is good. The first one, that's really really good filmmaking. Nick, if you want, and it be, makes a character that I really appreciate. Nick, if you want to be creepy for Halloween, you take off your shirt and give candy away oh, to kids. So oh, Tim Robbins, man. just sitting there, man. Just, just, sitting there. I just put Tim for Halloween. I just put him out on my patio. I just sit Tim Robbins out there on my patio, and I'll be right there watching. <laughs> He's him. holding a candy ball. If you want candy, go see Tim Robbins. He's right there. Just grab the candy. What could go wrong? Are you guys gonna be dressing up at all? Um, I might. I, I, think might. I, I'll, I most likely will, but I don't know as what yet. Yeah, so that's, that's always the hard part. Yeah. So. My go-to is an FBI agent, but I think this uh, year I'm going to mix it up. I might go as Hannibal Lecter. He could be Clarice. I could be Clarice. You could be I, Clarice. Could be Clarice. I think you could pull it off. You know so. what? Just for you, Tyler, I might do Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might give you a little Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I got the I got the voice down, apparently. <laughs> Ryan, pass, pass the lotion. Ryan can be the lotion, so we'll just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh he's the lotion in the basket. Oh, I love that. Can we do that? <laughs> or Precious. You can be you Precious. You can be Precious. Yeah, one of those. Oh, my gosh. Someone's... Benny can be Precious. Okay, That's Ryan's yeah. dog. So. I don't think the kids would appreciate this. We yeah. urge you to watch this movie. Nick, you already have the nipple ring, so oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's already oh, there. Getting too weird on talking play. <laughs> you already got the skin count. You know what? We should cancel the listener question segment of the show. We got to take it off. We're going to move on to our next segment. Uh, recommendations. Anything you guys uh, listen to, watch, or read over the weekend that uh, you I recommend? I watched another movie. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, wow. Two in one week? That's impressive. Uh, we did that last week, too. Yeah, yeah. No, this is crazy. I actually, uh, have you guys heard of the movie Parasite? Yes. I have, but I've never seen it. I've, uh, which I, I was sure was a horror movie. But yes, me yes. It's not. Uh, based off of the trailers, you would think that it's a horror movie. And it actually Almost isn't. in the vein of It Follows. It kind of had that vibe in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I went into it expecting a horror movie. I was expecting to be uh, like scared. But it's more of a thriller, suspense sort of deal. If you're looking to get scared or looking to like feel afraid, uh, it doesn't really get to that point. And it kind of pulled me out of that. Like Because I didn't get that gratification, it kind of hampered my view on the movie. I give it that it is a good movie still, but I didn't like it Where can we watch it at? Um, is it worth our time? Or... Is it? Would you give it a rating? Can you give it a quick rating? We're not going to do it on the. Pod, I, right? it, I. It's. It's still a good movie. Put a number on. I would put it like a seven point five. Wow, that's high. Yeah. Okay, so it's watchable then. We yeah, probably it, should it, it is watchable because there are some twists and turns, and it's how it does certain things is clever the cinematography is great and uh the chemistry but there's some parts that are kind of like weird uh that that just didn't sit very well with me um and plus i was in the wrong mind frame going into it that when it ended i was like oh okay 
Well, it's still a good movie. <laughs> okay. Weak on the ending side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I had a couple. I know Tyler's going to get into one, so I'll wait for him to bring that oh, one okay. up. I'll, I did yeah, watch that movie, and yeah. we can argue about it in a second. I wanted to mention Jojo Rabbit, limited release. We we vie for this movie. Did on it came out? Flick. It came out limited last only in a few theaters, oh, right? Okay. So it's not playing here yet, unfortunately, in Las Vegas, uh, right? Uh, but we're hoping it gets yeah. a wider release and, and we get to see yeah, it. Yeah, I want to see it. Awesome. Not only do I want to see it, but I want to see it in the movie theater. Yeah, so I'm here. hoping, right? And then I'm definitely looking forward to Ford versus Ferrari. We're both oh, looking yeah. forward to Terminator. We'll see yeah, how that yeah. goes. Uh, but I did watch other than. El Camino, which we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. I did watch Mr. Robot, two episodes in. I'm telling you, if you haven't watched this show yet, it is the most innovative storytelling on television right now. Now, that's got uh, Bohemian Rami Malik, Rhapsody. Yeah, Rami Malek, yep. who's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Sam, uh, Sam, uh, Sam Eshmel is the creator mm-hmm. and writer of the show. And it's it's not like... It, it has some Fincher elements to it. It has some thriller elements to it. It's definitely like a, uh, a tech kind of element to it uh it has like a uh you know new world order kind of vibe to it also but it's these characters you're really invested into and this guy in his storytelling takes turns that you would never expect okay he he kills a main character right off the bat he does a bunch of stuff right off the bat that you would just never expect and not even what the story does how he films and the perspectives he gives you on this story i can't believe it's on usa network because Mm, i've never really seen anything that good on usa (laughs) network this show is so well done it's the final season you hold your tongue Walker, Texas Ranger. No, <laughs> Suits is terrible. All right, We're Burn not... notice was <laughs> no, on that. Absolutely. Like I said, I've never seen anything good on USA Network except for Mr. Robot. Psych was on Shouts. that, I think. <laughs> there was like a Holly Hunter detective show on there. I... It was all right. It Which was Holly Hunter detective show? Yeah, there's a multiple, yeah. right? Oh, man. So but definitely Dr. Mr. Quinn Robot. Medicine Woman. I'm going to see... Listen, just so you can get a, just get a picture of my age, I'm going and I'm super psyched about it. Phil Collins this Saturday in Las Vegas. So if you're there, oh. hit me up at Real Watch. Oh, there you go. Studio. It's one of the greatest drummers of all time. Come on. Uh, yeah, so uh, over the week, I uh, started reading Black Summer. Uh, oh, Black Summer. Book. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, Ryan. I, I, it or, rings so. a bell, but I'm not. It's, remind it's, me. It's interesting. So it's kind of taking place where uh, there's these vigilantes. It's it's superhero kind of based, but these kind of superheroes, like you could say, it's more centered. Like okay, never mind. I they're don't like graphic novel, multiple volumes. Graphic novel, just one volume as far as I know, but they're basically like kind of former kind of Power Rangers, I guess you could say. Like they're enhanced that way, like technology based. That's how that's what their powers are. They're like technology based where they're enhanced. Um, And it starts off where one of the members of basically they call it, I think, like the seven guns or something like that or the guns. Uh, one of the leading members in there, he kills like the president of the United States and the vice president, basically like this whole cabinet and, you know, all this stuff. And uh, basically a former uh, one of these guns, one of these former uh, superhero guys, he has to come out of retirement who ended he ended up like losing a leg basically from mm. one of his last missions. And he has to team up with some other people to try to take down this guy okay. who's trying to, you know, Weird. redeem Weird. and do everything. So, yeah, yeah. so it's definitely like your anti-hero type of thing. So almost done with it. It's been it's been pretty good so far, um, but of Worth course, our time. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it's only one volume too. If you can find the time to read it, so. But I think it's well worth at least you know checking it out for sure. Um, Tyler, course, I need to I need to let you borrow Brat Pack. I think you'd like Brat, Brat Pack. Pack. Okay, <laughs> I got a list of comics. All I'm right. just like, right. oh my god, I have every, to. Yeah. It seems like it's every just, day someone's yelling at me to watch the Amazon Prime The Boys. The Boys yeah. is so good. <laughs> read yeah, the thing, so watch the show. I will get to that eventually. Yeah, but yes, Black so. Black Summer is definitely. I think it's definitely well worth the read, and especially interesting storyline too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Um, I also checked out, you know, the movie that we got to spend a yeah, minute on this. We got to talk a little bit about it. We'll, we'll <laughs> I'm curious your take. It, I'm but, more, uh, you're more of a Breaking Bad guy than I am. El Camino. So. 
making El that story. Camino. All right. All right. You want to hear my take a or Jesse your take? story. You want to hear my take or your yeah, take? No, take. No, you give me your take. You know, this is the movie. Pure emotion. This is the movie I didn't think we needed, but I am so glad we got it. I <laughs> really liked it. Wow. I really liked it. Okay, this tell me movie. what you liked about it. Everything. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I really like I like the Jesse storyline. I thought for sure, like, you know, like whatever you come, you come up with in your head is better than what they actually show you on screen. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I thought for sure, like at the end of Breaking Bad, spoiler alert, that, okay, Jesse probably got away all this, you know, everything. But I like that they show I I us how like this a happier, happens. a happier go. But I guess it, I guess it's, that's not how it works in real life. So it's it's and there's a lot of callbacks in it, too. There there's is, a lot of I, callbacks. Some of them are it, sort of and, unnecessary. No, I don't think so. OK, let me, I don't think so let me give you just like, my, my quick take on it. It's a little slow. No, okay. I don't think so at all it's, either. It's a little pointless. <laughs> I don't think so at but, all either. But, but wait for it. Wait okay, for okay. it. It's very watchable. Okay. It, and, and like, <laughs> I agree it, with even you. Even though I'm a moderate <laughs> fan of Breaking Bad, I was pleasantly like attracted to the thing. And I sat on my couch. I didn't take any pauses. I watched it all the way through. Yeah. But at the end, I was like, Eh, Alaska, fine. <laughs> I, I I loved it. I liked the Todd thing. What you did, know, meth demon. What did, you what know? did Keanu Reeves say? Was uh, ambitious. 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 Yeah. It was it's ambitious. not. You know what? This is the opposite. <laughs> it's actually not that ambitious. I I really liked it. It shows the callbacks stuff. are fine. Yeah. they're fine. You it, know, it's interesting. It What's shows his face them, gets yeah. a lot of run. What's that guy's name? Jesse Plemons or whatever. Uh, who plays? Uh, who's the guy who plays? Uh, he plays meth. They call him Meth Damon. Meth Damon. Yeah, they yeah, call him Meth Damon. Yeah. If you look at him, you'll know why. He's actually not bad but that guy uh, gets quite a bit of run he, and, and, you and know, but we won't spoil too yeah, much yeah, won't, there, but, yeah yeah but it's it's very good i yeah. think if you're a breaking bad fan because i've rewatched the series multiple times i think you'll really like this i just i had a blast watching it i had to watch it from beginning to end and you know i just i just had to finish the story and i I'm wonder i wonder if it, it so. did well we always talk about how netflix like the numbers right. are skewed and they're a little bit off can't quite tell what they mean i wonder how many people cared about this well i, I have some other friends that like uh were huge breaking bad people more than i was and they haven't seen it yet, most of them. Mm, I so mean, I'm wondering if it's it's capturing the zeitgeist. 93% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. 93%? So, yeah. wow. What me, about, uh, is there a critic uh, number on there? Let me see if I can pull it up. So uh, audience score, 83%. Okay. Uh, tomato meter, 93%. 93 by so the critics. critics are liking it a little I'm bit surprised. more. But I like Vince Gilligan. Solid, I want so. him to do other stuff too. And and I, I think it, it's worth existing. But a little slow, a little pointless. I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna it. lean on that a little bit, but still satisfying. Yeah, I so. like I like the journey it takes. So well, and audience yeah. members, if you want my hot take, I'm Jesse probably in the in the middle of these two. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Can we spoil it? it? We can't really spoil much about uh, it. Right? If you want, I mean it's on Netflix. Spoiler warning for El Camino. Okay, so quick spoiler yet. warning. What did you think of the Walter White scene? That's what I wanted to It's fine. Because as, as, <laughs> as a tertiary <laughs> fan, it's it's almost like for me anyway, I don't care so much about Jesse Plemons. Yeah. I don't care about the other guy that shows up that runs the metal whatever thing uh, as they're looking for the money and stuff like that. But I care about Walter like White, scene, right? Yeah. And the scene where they have at the diner, I, I wonder, like, I wish I could have a conversation I, with Vince Gilligan about yeah. the dialogue. It's, it's, what, is it, what does it's it mean? The progression. What are they getting and at so, I see it as it's the progression of how Jesse was in that first season because that's very first season, right? Very there. first season, and so call, that very is big per, callback. The girlfriend, like after, all that stuff. Yep. That is after the very first episode uh, is when that timeline takes place and yep. that callback. So it's very progression. It's progression as far as like that's what and Jesse was. It's weird to was. see him with the hat, and he looks yeah. right. He doesn't look old, really. No, no, no. Per and se. It's so not distracting. Anyway. It's it's definitely of what he was and just where he's at now in that long journey. And you that know it everything takes. that happened in and between. So, yeah, they mentioned everything. Saul, so there's a little bit. They mentioned some yeah. stuff. I haven't seen the latest season of Saul, so some of that mentions probably went over my head because okay. I haven't seen the latest season. Okay. But 
I do like what they take with Jesse's character, and I do very much like at the end when he's driving away and Kristen Ritter's there. You know, which is crazy, which is, right? which is yeah. nice to see. I thought so. that was cool, and just the journey like of actress, him getting there, so. going through the apartment. It's it's very good. And One I just, day we'll do an episode. And I just want to say, like, we, I, I, watched it, I, I watched it right when it broke on Netflix. I was excited to watch it, and again, I was satisfied with it, even though I had some quibble. Robert Forster, great performance, a lot of oh, run. Yeah. He he kind of closes the whole thing out, and to have it come out basically the cleaner, on the day man. he passes it out, yeah, yeah. And where he where he checks out, like it's it's almost like a great homage. It's like his final act, you know. Yeah. So credit to him. He's uh, he does a good job piece. in it. Too. I love him and Jackie yeah. Brown. If you haven't seen that Quentin Tarantino yeah, movie, he does just a great, great performance, job, so. great actor. We're gonna miss him. All right, so. Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like listening to my voice, or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me at Ryan underscore dot com. That's on Instagram, Twitter. You can probably find me on Facebook somewhere. I don't know. Just uh, search up Talking Flick. Search up Ryan Coloma. You'll probably find me somewhere on the internet. Give me those questies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did a Halloween episode, right? When yes, that we thing did. Break? Does it come out soon? Uh, it will be coming out close to Halloween. Oh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. I'm a big fan of the questions. Actually, that's going to be the next episode of Talking Flick. We're going to listen to that, and we're going to talk about how we feel about Better it. Better than yeah. Human Centipede <laughs> 2. I'm for it. Let's do it. <laughs> you can always find me at Real Watchability, where you can find the top 10 movies of the year. Like I said, I'm not going to cover Silence of the Lambs again, um, but obviously I love that movie. Hit me up on Twitter at Real Watch. As always, we're Talking Flick. You can find us over on Twitter, flick underscore talking. Uh, you can email us, talkingflick at gmail.com. If you're going to rate us, uh, please. If you're going to rate us. Do so on Apple <laughs> If Podcast. you're going to rate us. <laughs> <laughs> Put the rating in the basket. <laughs> Put the rating in the basket. <laughs> With so, some fava beans and rice. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have some class. And Chianti, right? Chianti. So, well, yeah, so, I'll take the Chianti. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you're going to rate us, go ahead and do so on Apple Podcasts or whatever pretty much uh, podcast app you're listening to us on. Uh, if you really like the show, you want to help it out, throw in a dollar, keep the lights on, feel free to do so at Patreon, and there'll be a link for everyone's stuff in the description. If you give and us I'll... money, we'll watch you instead of P2. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. not going to like it, but we'll we watch it. it. You should just be a Patreon just because we're yeah. doing that. We're, sa- we're really sacrificing yeah. a lot. So. We, we teased it, so our next episode is going to be the Human, Human Centipede, Centipede 2. 2. Yes. And I look thrilled, right? Can you see the smile on my face? Yeah. We will hey. not be watching any of the other ones. So, <laughs> and we want to I want to get into the mythos. I really want to get into it. I want to get into the lore. <laughs> yeah, it looks really interesting. Very deep. Yeah. Uh, but I want to live the life of like the third person. not. The... <laughs> but uh, thank you all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, we appreciate all that you do for us. Yes, absolutely. And finish this off, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick and we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Whenever feasible, one should always try to eat the rude. <laughs> Goodbye, American girl. Happy Halloween! I'm flying, flying. <laughs> All right. <laughs>